everyone. It is Monday. It is my favorite day. Why? It is Mothers of Multifamily. I am so honored to be able to interview these amazing mothers, entrepreneurs, amazing, amazing women who do this every day, day in and day out. They take care of their children, take care of their homes, take care of business, and still have awesome attitudes and awesome attitudes of gratitude and are here on this podcast to share value to all of you, my listeners. If you enjoyed this podcast, please, please, please leave a rating review and subscribe. Hit those buttons. Thank you so much. So without further ado, I have the amazing Arisa Rice on. Welcome, Arisa. Thank you, Feely. So awesome to have you on. So folks, Arisa was born in a small town in northern, northeastern Colorado. After some college, I love how you say some college, she yeah. went to the Army as a Korean linguist where she met her husband at the Defense Language Institute in Monterey. And another reason why I love Arisa, she was stationed in Hawaii where she gave birth to her first son, proceeded to get her degree in Korean language at the University of Hawaii in Manoa, while stationed on Oahu, where, I, where she also received her commission at UHROTC and served in the Hawaii Army National Guard. Wow, that's amazing. So her story, when her husband was discharged from active duty, she transferred to the Colorado Army National Guard, and she was the commander of the 128th, 128th Mobile Public Affairs Detachment. She resigned her commission when she gave birth to her third child and proceeded to stay home and focus on raising her kids for the next 10 years. Her first experience with real estate investing was when she bought her dream home farm, her dream farm, oh my goodness, in northeast of Denver. She was unable to sell her suburban home for a good price, so she decided to rent it out. She had excellent tenants and was able to rent it out for considerably more money than her mortgage. It did not occur to her at the time to replicate that, but she felt like she got lucky and left it at that. On the farm, she earned her income by renting out land to RV and tent campers through Hip Camp, which is exactly like Airbnb, except no building necessary. Some campers would reserve one, one night, some stayed for months, and this provided her and her family with a modest income to keep the farm running. While working on her farm and tending goats, she began listening to podcasts, which got her interested in real estate investing, even though she had already been doing it. <laughs> With her three kids all being teenagers, she was able to start attending seminars. And in 2019, she got her Colorado real estate license and she began selling houses. She volunteered at Adam. Adams real estate summits and began working with him shortly after. Since then, she's made excellent connections, found working farm work, assisting real estate investors. And she is currently assisting Adam with his mastermind and helping other investors develop online classes as she learns and saves up for her own investment opportunities. Okay. I'm going to breathe now. Come up for air. Arisa, that is amazing. That is amazing. How do you do it all? How do you do it all and find time? Because you are in, you're different from all the other multifamily mothers that I have intro, introduced on this show. You don't have any large multifamily under your belt. This is something, folks, this is something Arisa is reaching for. She is in the position that so many investors, so many people who want to get into this business are in. She is where you are, but she's already taken so many steps to get there. So, Arisa, how are you doing it? How are you doing it with three teenagers, a farm, 
and everything else going on. How are you doing it? Well, um, it, you just have to prioritize, right? So I think the first thing I just really started doing was educating myself. Um, I actually didn't do anything for a long time. Um, and once I began listening to podcasts and learning just about self-education, I just a whole new world began to open up for me. Uh, one of the problems was I didn't have access to capital. So I, you know, I, I'd listened to some of these podcasts and I want so bad to join some of these coaching programs, but there was just no way I, you know, could lay down $30,000 for this or even like a few thousand dollars for a summit. So I just had to get creative and resourceful. And I thought, okay, um, I, I just, you know, and also I had to get the confidence back, right? I'd been a stay-at-home mom and a goat farmer, you know, for a while now. And um, I thought, I, I finally, you know, decided I'm just going to do it. I'm going to stick my neck out there. And I got a ticket to Rod Cleef's event in Tampa. That's awesome. Yes. And I, that is where uh, it, it was so, I was so out of my comfort zone. I didn't know anything about anything. And I thought, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and I'm going to learn, right? I, I'm not qualified to be in the, this room with these people. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and learn and learn. Well, I, uh, I, that, and that's what I did for the first day. But as time went on, you know, Rod had, uh, he made you mingle. He made you introduce yourself. And at first I wasn't, I was like, not going to tell anybody that I was a goat farmer. I mean, these people would laugh at me. But finally, you know, after a few days with some people, I did say, well, I am a goat farmer. Well, that opened so many doors for conversation. The thing that I was most embarrassed about that I'm like, I'm here with these multimillionaires. I'm not going to tell them that I milk goats and, uh, you know, for a living, but people, you know, I, I remember Ferris Musa came up to me and he's like, Oh, I used to raise rabbits when I was a kid. And what do you do? You know, and he, it just, opened. it was like a conversation starter. And then all of a sudden the wall came down and I'm like, you know what? We're all just people, right? We're all just people. Um, and then somebody, you know, I've been sitting next to him for a couple of days. He says to me, you know, you should stand up and ask a question and say, you know, my name's Arisa, and you say where you're from. You're from Colorado. He's like, just doing that will open doors for you. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get up and ask a question with a microphone in front of like 300 people. And he kept encouraging me to do it and encouraging me. But finally, I actually did have an intelligent question. So I thought, well, what the heck? So I raised my hand and I said, hi, my name is Arisa Rice uh, from Colorado. And, uh, you know, I'm a real estate broker. And then I went ahead and proceeded to ask my question. Well, that step just opened up so many doors because then at the next break, you know, everybody's like, do you know Adam Adams? Do you know who? I'm like, no, I don't know who this Adam. Everybody's asking me, do you know Adam Adams? <laughs> I did not know who he was. Um, <laughs> but just putting yourself out there opened it. So somebody made an introduction and Adam invited me to his meetups and to his uh, Finding Deal Summit, which I attended. Of course, all the while making more connections. Um, I had no money. Right. I, I couldn't afford his summit. Um, I think sometimes, you know, when we're, you know, sometimes as wives, when, when our husbands really deal with the finances and you kind of have to ask and bet, you know, not, beg, but you know, and they don't really understand they're not into real estate. It's like, Oh, how can I do this? Why? You know, I, I knew I was afraid if I asked for the money, he would say, you just paid for this Rod Cleef event. So I decided to volunteer. So I volunteered to help Adam. And, you know, I get to the summit and he has all these volunteers kind of standing around and Adam's so busy doing all these things and no, you know, the volunteers that were kind of standing around didn't know what to do. And I'm like, well, 
all of a sudden my, you know, my army commander kicked in and I was like, well, why don't you do this and you do AV and you do, you know, and I'm like, I can, I can do something. I don't know anything about real estate, but I know how to run an event, you know? <laughs> so, um, and some people actually thought I was running the event. I'm like, no, 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 I'm just, just volunteering. And, uh, pretty soon Adam's like, oh my gosh, you've got to help me with my next one. So I said, absolutely. Um, <laughs> And so I helped him with his raising money summit and that opened so many doors. And then I'll, I started to do everything I could for Adam to where he's like, you just need to work with me. I need you all the time. And you know, what is somebody who doesn't, you know, the financial resources, but wants to learn about real estate do, but like, yes, this is, I, I can do it. And working with Adam has opened so many opportunities to me. I mean, summits that were in the thousands I've been able to attend, um, I, you know, just the people he's introduced me to, uh, I, I even went to an asset management class. I, I was able to meet the Sharas, uh, Sue, uh, Sue and Anthony Shara and uh-huh. through him. And I, I wanted to go to her asset management class and I was like, oh man, it's $500 and I'm going to have to ask my husband. And I thought, you know, I thought I'm just going to introduce myself as a goat farmer and see what happens, right? I'm a real estate broker and a goat farmer. I'm like, at least they won't forget me, right? (laughs) So that, she's like, you raise goats? She's like, you know, I've got a sick dog with cancer. And I've always, you know, I've heard that goat milk and goat meat will, you know, is good for them. I'm like, can I go to your next class? I would love to go to your asset management class and I will give that dog all the raw, fresh goat milk and goat, you know, (laughs) this, this stuff can grow a limb. She said, absolutely. So then I was able to go to her asset management class by trading a you know, goat milk and, and, and goat meat with her and, you know, just the connections and the, the opportunities began to really open up for me. And the more I was in this lifestyle, the more confident I became because I realized I didn't have to know, I, I didn't have to know everything. I think my, the, the biggest confidence um, I was lacking was analyzing deals. I just, it was like speaking Greek, but I realized I don't have to know everything, right? There's all these different um, places on a team that you could, you could be. And I, I began to realize that I had something to offer people. So working with Adam, I learned how to engage with people. I learned about social media. I learned, you know, and people started seeking me out. And so it's just, the possibilities are endless and I'm, I'm just really excited for the future. I am so excited to have you on because that is an amazing, amazing story <laughs> of just like putting yourself out there. And I know for my listeners out there, if you, if you have been in real estate, you've been in her shoes. You've gone to that first, that first Rod Cleef event or Michael Blanc or, or I don't know, whatever big event you went to for the first time. And you were just like, oh, should I say anything? But kudos to you. Or he said, whoever told you, and I hope you got their name, whoever told you to stand up, good. Whoever told you to stand up and ask that question, they changed your life. Because having that, sometimes we need the permission to stand up and ask for the things that we want. And sometimes we don't know that we need the permission. So having that person say, giving you the push and telling you to stand up basically changed your life. Because having access to, and I get this question all the time, like, I don't have money. How do I get into real estate? Okay, people, you're listening to the podcast. This is how you get into real estate. You open your mouth and you just, you speak your superpower. And the funny thing is your superpower is goats and your background (laughs) in the army. (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> that is, which helped me in real estate. Both of them. <laughs> well, the thing is like people think real estate is all about the numbers and yes, yes, people. Okay. Yeah. you got to know your numbers. You got to know how to underwrite and all that stuff. But the thing is the, the way you get longevity, and I don't see you having a problem with this. The way you get longevity is you, the person you are, the story you have, and the way you tell it. And just, just your story just made me like, made my heart go like, like, because it's just, it's <laughs> amazing. Because just your background, the service that you've given to Hawaii and the rest of the country, <laughs> and, and your story from there, I mean, and this is especially for my stay-at-home mamas who who don't think that they can do anything past what they're the amazingness that you're already doing and what all of our working mamas are figuring out now because we're all at home this is right now we're taping this in the time of covid and we're all at home we're teaching our children and you have been there you have done that and now what kind of advice would you give to the stay-at-home mamas, to any parents out there, to any people out there who are thinking about getting into real estate, getting into large multifamily, what's the advice that you would give them at this moment? What's one step that they can take? Okay. So um, one step that anybody can do. So right now there's just nothing you can't learn how to do on the internet, right? There's nothing you really can't learn how to do on, um, on YouTube. And YouTube has just been my saving grace. I've pretty much learned everything. And for example, right now, um, you know, we're all staying at home. I can't show houses and stuff like that in, uh, in Colorado. And what I've done is I have, because I've had these great connections now, I um, am making courses for, so there's I, one of the gentlemen that I met um, also at Rod Cleefs, his name is, um, Dave Childers, he's a multifamily investor out of Nashville. So some these people who are great at multifamily uh, in investing are not great at everything, right? Making courses and holding events or anything. I'm like, I'm here, I can help you because inadvertently while helping him make a course, I'm learning. Because what I'm really, my motivation is to learn. But the way that I can learn for free because multifamily um, education is not cheap. So I have to offer more value you know, just as much value as I can, because I know the how the, the, the class is going to be phenomenal, because I'm going to make it phenomenal, right? I'm not going to half-ass anything. So I, I know I'm going to make him a great course. And in the meantime, I'm going to learn. <laughs> I'm Come hell or high water, I'm going to learn how to analyze and underwrite a deal, right? That's what I'm going to, I'm going to learn it. Um, but I have to, I have to offer as much as I can. So um, I'm helping Adam with his mastermind, you know, and with his mastermind, I can't afford to be a part of this mastermind now, but I'm like, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to organize. I'm going to, you know, and I've got all these crazy harebrained ideas and he listens. He thinks they're great. Nobody else. <laughs> my husband doesn't like all my harebrained ideas, but, but Adam does. You know, I'm willing to implement them. And so I've made the connections in the mastermind and, you know, you just have to offer value. And if you don't know how to do something, get on YouTube and learn. That's all I'm doing. I am so happy you are on right now because that is advice that everyone needs in this moment, no matter how far you are in real estate, no matter how far you are in your businesses. Like Arisa just said, you can learn anything right now and you can do anything right now if you put your mind to it. Oh my God, Arisa, you did exactly what 
what teachers, what mentors are trying to tell everyone to do. If you don't have money, add value. And you add so much value. I mean, <laughs> I'm laughing because like Jason and I paid a lot of money to our mentor and it was worth it. But we had the money because we had already started flipping house and we put that money into mentorship for a large multifamily. So, but had we not had that money, we would have probably did the exact same thing you did try and like offer whatever we could do to whoever. And the thing is the way you got in is that you have now have access to everything that these high level entrepreneurs and investors do. And they trust you and you're going to create these courses for them that other people are going to pay so much money for. You're going to learn for free. That's just, I mean, basically with your time. So you, right. you are the exact, oh, wow, I'm so excited. You are the exact example of trading your time for information instead of so many people putting the money in, you are giving your time and you're doing it in such a way that you're adding value to these amazing people. I don't know the other investor you're talking about, but Adam Adams, I consider him a friend and I can just imagine, imagine that the world that you've been opened up to having access to conversations with them on a regular basis. And the fact that I, now I know that your, you, your ideas are being implemented by him. I'm going to be like, that totally came from Marisa. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Some have a conversation with them. Okay, so let's dig into a little bit about your family. So tell me, tell me more, because you do, you don't have large multifamily. You rent out space to RV, RV and tent campers. So that is kind of like multifamily, kind of. Tell me about that. It's just a really great opportunity if you have a little bit of land. And I have, you know, my farm's on 43 acres. Um, wow. I bought it, fortunately, I bought it back before the Colorado prices went insane. Wow. Um, thank God. But I wasn't doing it as an investment in mind, right? Again, I'm just thinking, I've always wanted my dream farm and stuff. And when I couldn't make money raising, you know, vegetables because you'd spend four months doing the whole organic thing and people still want to pay 25 cents for a cucumber. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is organic. Do you know what I've done? You know? <laughs> and I couldn't make, uh, I just couldn't make money selling and raising. But the agritourism industry is huge, right? And I'm like, okay, I can bring city folks to my farm and teach them how to milk goats and collect the eggs and provide it, you know, just kind of a little farm experience. It's not even like a, a really time consuming because I've decided I didn't want to spend all this time with them. I just wanted to show them around, let them collect. You know, I used to try to sell eggs for $5 a dozen. And if my <laughs> husband would forget to bring him to Denver, I would literally have to make like, oh my gosh, 30 mile round trip, go to Denver, come back for five bucks, right? If he forget to bring him to work. So I decided to give them away for free to my hip campers. And city folks love collecting fresh uh, eggs from, you know, the chickens and milking the goats and stuff like that. All I had to do is kind of show them around and let him do some of the chores I was doing anyway. And I'd get 50 bucks a night per camper to camp in my goat pasture. And they loved it. <laughs> and so it got to the point where, you know, my word, uh, my, you know, I sort of got a little reputation on hip camp and then I'd have Boy Scout troops come out and that's a pretty good, you know, so when you're talking, you know, when, when you have no income, then you're going to a, a few hundred dollars to sometimes even a few thousand dollars a week. And that's a huge deal. Um, 
and it's not consistent, right? It's of course in the winter, it, it's, it's mainly dead, but then as hip camp became more popular, I'd get long time renters. They'd be like, hey, can I just park my RV here and live here? I'm like, hmm, sure, you know, I'd give them my price and um, not everybody wants to, to camp or park their RVs or their tiny homes like in a, in a you know, a campground or something. You just kind of never know. They'd rather have just kind of a nice, beautiful, spacious farm with goats roaming around and all the free eggs you can eat. So, and that is something that I can provide. Um, so I know where I'm yeah. staying next time I'm in Colorado. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm calling you up. <laughs> I'm not joking. Not at all. Well, you are welcome anytime, anytime. Um, oh my, like just, just uh, your business plan. That's just amazing. That's like, that's like <laughs> hashtag goals for me. Uh, seriously, I'll buy half of your farm right now. Uh, but seriously, like that, give yourself a little bit more credit because that is, that is, that's real estate investing. You invest, in, even though you just, you, you happened into it, that is Real estate investing on its finest because you got into the market, a market that people would kill to get in now. And you made it work. You're making money in a market that people probably have a hard time breaking into. And these are people that have the education, put the money in, put the work in, and they can't break into, especially the Colorado marketplace. And you have this niche market that you can cater to and you have... I can only imagine like the best reputation on, on hip camp and you have people flocking to, to the value that you're going to add to their lives. Arisa, you are amazing. Well, thank you. Thank so you. How do you do it with three kids? Well, um, you just, you have to prioritize. So mm -hmm. when you are, uh, when you do have children, I mean, it's very, very easy, especially when you start working again to let, kids get on the back burner. And so I didn't do it perfectly. I mean, I, uh, there was a while where I was getting these calls from my teacher, like your kids are not turning in the homework any, anymore. And this is shortly after I started working and I was like, okay, I, you know, I had to make some adjustments, work with Adam and like, okay, Adam, this is what I can do. This is what I can't do. Um, get, you know, getting back on track. So I'm not by any means perfect. I think um, I'm still figuring it out, but I think one of the biggest pieces of advice is is take care of your children, but forgive yourself if you, you know something slips. Don't neglect them, but if you have to take a call, um, it's not going to kill them. You know, I think when when they were younger, I um, I thought I had to be the best mother, like that they could interrupt me for everything, and I thought that I had to drop absolutely everything I was doing to cater to these children, otherwise I was a bad mother. Well, then I raised these monsters who interrupted everybody. You know, so it's like they also had to learn some discipline and. It was a new reality for somebody who my whole life was catering to their every needs and their want and wants to now I'm working and um, they, they have to get some independence. They are teenagers and they are capable of doing their own laundry and they are capable of you know, fixing their own snacks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, it, so one of the things I did as a mother, I should share my board with you, is I created a yes, board for my children. And I have all these tasks for them and I will pay them this much for every single task so that I don't have to get on them for personal hygiene and homework and laundry and making the bed and do the, I have everything on the Trello board and there is a monetary value for every single task that I did. I'll share this, my little video that I made with you. And, uh, yes, and if they, all they have to do is drag it from this is your task for Monday to complete it and boom, they get paid. And so they even have, they do have to take a picture, right? So 
their beds made, they gotta take a picture so I don't have to run all over the house, check on every single task. Um, it's so funny because for the personal hygiene, my son is taking a selfie of the toothbrush at his house and I'm like, ah, good, you know, they're taking selfies anyway, so might as well <laughs> take a selfie of uh, brushing their teeth. But it's like, prove it and I'll pay. And it's like the best money spent because, you know, it, it's not, I don't have a lot of money, but it's like, all of a sudden my money is, I don't have to buy them everything. I'm going to pay them for doing their task and they can buy their own stuff. You know, I'll still feed them, of course. And, but, <laughs> but, that, you know, is, yeah. that is an amazing system. Please, please, please. If you wouldn't mind sharing, I like my, my children are one, three, and five, probably not the one-year-old, but maybe the three and five-year-old would get on that. Because yeah. I've been thinking about setting up a system for them uh, with chores and such, and they can get paid for it. But I like just to have the system. That is yeah. that is amazing. I mean, that's like how that that cuts time from you having to nag them. Now they know they just go to the, the your Trello board. This is what they have to do. They know what they have to do, and you don't have to argue with them about it anymore. Right. Right. And then. That's true. <laughs> and you know, you have to pay them more money for the chores that they dislike more, but it's, you know, where I'm not talking about tons of money. I'm talking about 25, 50, 75 cents, because at the end of the week, it's like 30 bucks. I mean, that's not bad for a 13 year old. No. What else is she going to need? You know, so. Yeah, 30 bucks so. at the end of a week. I if used she to get. completes every task. That's so it's rare, but if she completes you know, so. but see, the thing is that they know that they can make X amount of dollars if they do everything. So if they don't do everything and they don't get all that money, they absolutely understand why. And that, that you are teaching them the value of money, the value of time. And one day they're going to learn, hmm, maybe, maybe if I pay my brother or sister or somebody else to do like just a little bit and I just like, Okay, I'm I'm going down a I'm going down a rabbit hole. I love tangents. <laughs> Teach them how to outsource. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> One day they're going to learn that your your children are not allowed to listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> you are amazing. So before I leave you, what what small little bit of information? If you could only say one more thing to the entire world, to all of motherhood, what would it be? Okay, so one piece of information that I would say, this is what I've learned, this is something I've learned from Adam, okay? Start engaging on Facebook. Go ahead and accept invitations to webinars, um, friends with other multifamily investors. You know, we, I used to think, okay, I'm too stupid to speak. I'm just going to be here. I'm going to keep my mouth shut and listen. That's, that's kind of what I thought. I remember like the first time I'm in a big room. But you know what? Everybody, it doesn't matter how successful they are, they would appreciate a word of encouragement or, hey, this was a great webinar or, you know, like their pictures, ask them questions, engage, don't. You know, one of the things I love about you, Philly, is, is I just love the pictures of your children and your family. That's the kind of stuff, you know, we love to see on Facebook, right? I mean, um, who knew years and years ago when we started Facebook to connect with our friends, it was going to be political and so much hate and everything. I love the positivity. Yes. So offer some of that. If you don't even know a person, but you know this person is a podcast or successful, keep engaging in a positive way because they'll just, at least if anything, they'll know who you are. So the next time you meet them in an event, maybe you'll have something to talk about. Maybe, you know what I mean? That's one of the things I just, I didn't used to have the confidence to engage in all these other people. Now 
everybody, like their post, engage in there, say something positive. That is simple. It doesn't take any education. It takes a little bit of time. We're, you know, we're on Facebook anyway, and, um, and, and it just opens up doors of opportunity. So, yeah. See, that is a golden nugget that you just gave to all of podcasting land because my mamas and papas and everyone who's out there, take this from Marisa engage that's how you get that's how you start to build momentum and that's how you introduce yourself these days to people that you don't know find somebody that you want to know that you want to learn from and like arisa said start liking their posts start going to their free things go to the webinars read their free ebook tell them how they how much you liked it and then one day when you meet them in person i promise you that they you can just they'll remember you you engage enough they'll remember you thank you so much for that that was a simple piece of advice and something anyone can do that they can start doing right now mm -hmm. and it was it's almost mind-blowing how easy that would be for everyone to do so thank you so much arisa for your time your amazing value, everything that you've given today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This is my first podcast. I'm so excited. Yeah. Hey. So, yay. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone, again, again, Arisa's first podcast. Everybody clap. Yay. Thank you so All much. Right. You have a great day. And for my listeners out there, I'm so grateful to you for listening. Thank you for listening. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and review and please, please, please subscribe and take a look at the links that I left to get a hold of Risa. Arisa, oh my, my goodness, I almost forgot to ask if somebody wants to get a hold of you, learn from you, or even learn from Adam, how do they get a hold of you? Well, if you go to theexecutivefarmer.com, that'll just take you to my, my real estate website, right? Perfect. And then um, anybody can email me at Arisa Rice 6173 at gmail.com. Um, you can uh, Adam, uh, get a hold of Adam at uh, realbluespruce.com. So. Uh, they'll get a hold of you. They'll get a hold of me, yeah. I will forward everything back. <laughs> Any questions? Thank you so much again. Thanks, Philly. It was wonderful. This is amazing. Bye now. Bye. Join us for your second cup of coffee every Monday through Friday at noon. Live every day brings us our best content we've done so far. Super excited, super engaging, bunch of great guests. We're here to answer your questions and we so appreciate you listening. Make sure to check this out. Can't wait to see you.